Greetings, everyone. This is a Sound Health radio show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is putting on her tool belt and going off to the soundhealthportal.com as I speak. I know because we had messaging back and forth earlier today. To learn more about the Sound Health Portal, I recommend going to the soundhealthportal.com, scrolling down to the bottom of the page, clicking on the videos, and then watching a video demonstration where Sherry is doing a live event on air or online. And you'll get to see her do a workup with somebody's voice, meaning she does a right from the computer now. She will have somebody do a 45 to 50 second recording. Take that voice recording. That's all it is. There's no magic in the voice recording. Well, there is, but not that kind. And run it through the software, and you'll see in real time how the information goes through all the possibilities that can be looked at. And there's now dozens, I want to say almost 100 different kinds of programs that the software, your vocal print will be run through. And Sherry, the one then will take that person's voice and put it up on charts and pie charts. And that's one of the wonderful things now about the Sound Health Portal she's comes up with many different kinds of displays which are really helpful so that you can see oh there's a thing i want to look at because oftentimes in states of imbalance in our bodies it couldn't be one thing that's kind of causing me like hitch in the get along it's a very technical health term uh hitch in the get along that will cause something not to work correctly because particularly when you start looking at the methylation cascade which is literally a cascade of events that occur in the body of processing all sorts of things. And so when you see Sherry do it, it's really helpful to understand. And then after you've watched one of those, you can then scroll back up to the top of the page and look at one of the current campaigns. Campaigns are software packages that are available for free for a trial run right now. And some of them like uh, Corona Conflict or PTSD or fibromyalgia or still one of my personal favorites, neuroplasticity, where you look at the interactions of what's going on in the brain and how it's firing and what might be a little hung up in the brain. And I like to keep my brain well lubricated and happening as best I can. And to do a campaign, you sign up for a free membership. You then pick a campaign and the system will walk you through the computer system will walk you through doing two 30 to 40 second recordings directly from your computer then you'll submit that and you'll get back a report in two to typically 10 hours at the most and i suggest sitting down with a cup of tea and reading the material because there's a lot of information there will show you imbalances and just a lot of great stuff and then if you want to go further you can contact soundhealthoptions.com and talk to a practitioner about doing either online work with you or finding somebody regionally in your area that you can work with where they can really get down, still working through the portal, get just really help you understand the information and help you and your practitioner, your practitioner, whether you see an acupuncturist or a chiropractor or a regular doctor, a functional medicine practitioner, use that material. And again, then go back after you've had some work done by that practitioner and see if things are coming back into a state of balance. It's really Sound Health Portal. It's an amazing thing. It's a great resource. To hear and share replays of the show, about 15 minutes after the end of the show. And I'm betting, <laughs> knowing how it can go when Pam Osley and I get to talk, it's big thinking time. Everybody just get a beverage. It's, it's always fun dancing in the quantum field with Pam. So in order to hear the show again or send replays to your friends, you can go to soundhealthoptions.com, click on the radio tab, and click on Sound Health Radio. And at the top of the page are links to either Stitcher or Pocket Cast. And or there's the flyer for the show. And on that flyer, you can click on the link there. 
which will take you right to the Blog Talk radio page. And or you can use, search in any of your podcast aggregators, which is just the app. That's if you're an iOS, it's uh, just called Podcasts, and if you're an Android, it's called Google Podcasts. You can go there and search for either Talk to Me Guy, all one word, or Sherry Edwards, and the hundreds of shows we've done will appear there. And or now you can go to TalkToMeGuy.com, and by, again about. 30 minutes after I press end, you'll see the show up here there. And it's we designed it so it's very mobile-friendly, since everybody's mobile. And you can just scroll down on the page, and there's a player right there, and oh, there's links to all of the other kind of podcast aggregators, podcast apps that you can use, and slightly more extended show notes, because I add more information after the show. And it's a great way. Once you find it on any of those podcast aggregators, you'll be able to share it to your friends. And this is a really, this is great information I know we're going to talk about today with Pam. With that, Pam Mosley has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox, The Dr. Oz Show, The View, Coast to Coast with George Norrie, Guy TV with Lisa Garr, and many other television and radio shows. She's also been featured in many national magazines. Pam has written four successful and popular books, Life Colors, Love Colors, Infinite You, and Make Your Dreams Come True, and has a very extensive clientele, including many celebrities. Pam has spoken at the TEDx Talks 2012, the International Forum on New Science, Fortune 500 companies, and many seminars for professionals in the psychology, education, health fields, and more. Pam is the founder of AuraColors.com, a site designed to help you create success, joy, and fulfillment in every area of your life. She's also developed Love Colors. This site is designed to help you find love and friendships by matching you with people who may have compatible Aura Colors. Pam joins us to talk about Big information from the quantum field. Welcome, Pam. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm good. I've heard I'm that good. about you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's just dive right into what quantum entanglement? Quantum entanglement. Okay, that's a big question to start off right early Sunday morning. I know, um, I know. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, entanglement, basically, what they did was an experiment. They, they noticed that any two particles that were entangled or in contact with each other, it didn't matter how far across the universe they were sent, one to one end, one to the other, they were still instantly connected. So if one spun, the other one would spin um, instantaneously, no time. So it basically kind of freaked out people like Einstein because... They said that something couldn't, signals couldn't travel faster than the speed of light, but these two particles were reacting with each other simultaneously, so it it had nothing to do with the speed of light. So now, if you look at the big picture of that, Richard, <clears throat> we're all entangled. <clears throat> We've all come from, we all are part of the same source. So that means we're all entangled. That means that when something affects one, it affects all of us. Anyway, that's a, that's quantum entanglement. And so when you – well, no, let me back up. So that's sort of like the <laughs> idea that we have – well, no, I I got too far. I went ahead. I was over my skis. Um <laughs> He said, I did not hear a backup signal coming from your truck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so it's like it's in my – I'm trying to get the visual, and the idea that comes to mind is the idea of back in the day when we had radio stations, <laughs> regular broadcasting radio stations versus online stations, which are not that different. It's just that our, we've sort of tunneled down online having radio stations. It's still the same thing. It's just that it's going to the internet. We still have a bazillion things happening concurrently. But at this moment, you and I have ha- have the agreement that we're going to be here now. So okay. the idea is that really 
it's the same thing. I'll stick with the internet metaphor because people are more familiar with that than the idea of radio waves bouncing around in the airwaves. It really is the same thing here. We're just having the agreement that right now you and I are having this conversation. There are a bazillion things happening online concurrently. We're just here now. Mm-hmm. So it really is quantum mm-hmm. entanglement, but we've chosen this point, this, this quantum point or choice point to be here. Am I getting that right? <laughs> ish? Uh, ish? Did you just call me ish? <laughs> no, no I, no, no. I meant ish, ish. I meant, am I getting that right, ish? Quantum, yeah, we're, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't know. Because basically, um, it's all, here's the bottom line it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um, I feel like what you're talking about is parallel universes. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, quantum entanglement. We're all entangled. Um, we're all affecting each other. Um, we're we're not really separate, and and that's why I can do things like psychic work or remote viewing because I can I can connect with somebody no matter how far away, time and space, on the other side, on this side, whatever, because we're still entangled. We we we're still connected. So, uh, it's yeah. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> that, no. You're. Right, right I think that I think the trick is that what occurred is that you stepped into my head. I think that was the problem. You stepped into oh, that. Oh, man, I need to back out of that. <laughs> See the beeping <laughs> sound. We need that beeping sound, sound effect. I know it's a mess in there. Um, let me jump to something that makes it slightly more, uh, well, will be a helpful clarifier, at least for my mind. Okay. What, what's the difference between Newtonian physics versus quantum physics? Okay. Well, Newtonian physics, which is basically Newton, hundreds of years old, basically says that the universe and everything in it is mechanical. We're just these biological machines. It's all like a machine. There's cause and effect. There's time. There's, it's basically mechanical. That's, that's our objects, and we're separate from those objects. Quantum physics is saying that it's all energy and consciousness, and, you know, it's so funny, some of the physicists these days, they completely skip over the thing about consciousness, but Schrodinger and, and Heisenberg and all those guys were talking about how consciousness is fundamental to quantum physics. So basically, it's all energy. In quantum physics, it's energy. There's nothing solid to matter, and that our consciousness not only affects the energy and turns it into matter or brings it into form it yeah it actually creates it it doesn't just affect it it creates it now science is having a really hard time understanding or even focusing on consciousness they don't know what consciousness is but newtonian physics does not take consciousness into consideration and quantum physics it's fundamental hmm. and did somebody is there is there a Newton of quantum physics? Meaning, is there somebody that came up with quantum physics or did quantum physics sort of just pop up in multiple brains at the same time and now went, wow, there's this thing we're thinking about called quantum physics? <laughs> Einstein was at the forefront of it um, with his theory of relativity. Um, and then, but Einstein couldn't handle quantum physics. It's, it was too bizarre, like entanglement. To him, he called it spooky action at a distance. He didn't really <laughs> like it. So people like scientists like Heisenberg and Planck and Schrodinger, they went beyond where Einstein was. They, they took what his relativity, general relativity, and went, and, and took the ball and ran with it. So that's, and it started basically 1900 early 1900s, like 1900, 1902. It was way back at the beginning of the 1900s. So quantum physics is over 100 years old, and we are still not, we're, we're st- our consciousness, we're not living what quantum physics has shown evidence of, except for in our technology. Cell phones, the Internet, satellites, it's all because of quantum physics, the technology of it. But what we haven't caught up with yet is, the consciousness, how we can use it ourselves personally uh, in, in our everyday life, 
most of us have not caught up with what quantum physics is saying. And it's cute. I mean, even even the Stanford Dictionary, it's like, uh, if you think that you understand quantum physics completely, you don't understand quantum physics um, <laughs> because they can't because it's it's so it, that's the frontier, Richard. That's the frontier. It's not space. It's not going to other planets. Um, quantum physics involves even other dimensions. It's multi-dimensional. It's multi. It's beyond what what we've been able to grasp yet. But in case you haven't noticed it, it seems to be. Um, validating what mystical and spiritual teachers have been saying for centuries. So, you know, our souls and we're energy and, and we're eternal. And uh, it's just, you know, what the gods are or what the mystical teachers were teaching. If, if you look at what quantum physics is saying, you go, hey, yeah, isn't that what they were saying a long time ago with the, the mystic spirituality? So anyway, I find it an interesting time that they're starting to merge. It's pretty fascinating. It all, for me, it all goes back to the, not all back to, but back to the Seth materials was the first materials that I yeah. really bumped into where I spent, I actually spent a year studying the Seth materials with a group of people. And it was in the, the long time ago, 70s, that I was doing that. Yep. And it just was yep. like, well, this just makes so much sense. And it was told sort of in that parable-like way or, you know, it was a, it was a oddly told story, but it was so, when you heard it or read it and sat around and talked about it, it just all made so much sense. And it was told it's in a way a that was quantum. so, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's very quantum physics. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people can't um, grok material. The Seth information is one of my favorites. It's why I can do all the advanced consciousness things that I can do, um, bending spoons, psychic abilities, uh, remote viewing, um, parallel universes, um, uh, seeing auras, seeing energy fields. It's because of those Seth books that it's like, oh, we're really capable of doing this. All right, let me let me see that. You know, it's it's very advanced material. So some people, I see they read those and it's like, uh, they glaze over. And the rest of us are like, I want more, I want, because it resonates as a deep truth way down inside. Yeah, it seemed for me that it was really a spark of something lighting up. It really was, yeah. it's just as you said, a deep truth, such a like, oh, there it is. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> this now, oh, I get it. Oh, I feel so much better. I'm not crazy. Well, I might be crazy, yeah. but at least I have yeah. a framework to put it in. <laughs> And and I'm going to jump. That's another discussion. <laughs> that's another show, perhaps. Um, I want to talk about remote viewers for a moment, specifically remote viewers, because I think that it's always it's always uh, when it does leak through or you see it in movies or stuff. I, I have a friend who is in Vietnam, and his he had grown up with a grandmother who would go to the farmers market and use a pendulum to pick fruit. So he grew up in that world of kind of a quant, you know, a very open-minded, like, oh yeah, there's the good melon, here's this, here's that, here's it. So when he joined the military, he was, I don't know at what branch he was in, but they pulled a bunch of people out one morning, troops out, and said, you know, we have, you know, who wants to volunteer for an experiment, something, something, I don't know, made up some sound. The bottom line is he spent the war in a room dowsing landmines as a remote viewer. I don't know if they uh-huh. call it remote viewing, but that's what it was. He was never wrong. Now, mm. that was in the military. He was wearing a uniform, <laughs> and nobody ever – I've never seen it talked about, and I know him well enough to know that he's not something he's making up, uh, that it's used and, – and the, particularly in the remote viewing community, the straight – you know, they're really, there's such a curious crowd, not, not like yourself, but they're just so, I don't know, I, I guess it's the way they're taught perhaps, but they're just so very left brain dominant, non-spooky. Well, they're spooky in their own way, uh, but they do okay. things like that. They find lost treasure. They find, it's more that kind of thing. They're not they're not talking to dead people. They're not doing that. They're typically finding some kind of object, whether it be a person mm-hmm. or a landmine or an oil well, like witching. 
like dowsing. You know, and the, we have the people who are out, you know, finding oil or water by using a dowsing rod. And that's just mm-hmm. a thing, you know, in places like Texas. And I'm not picking on Texas for any of the right reasons. Uh, I'm picking on Texas because there are people who have witching sticks in their truck. They're like, oh, I'll go see if I can't find some water. And they're out there scuffing around in the dirt with a stick. And then they go, oh, yeah, drill here. And they find water. That's mm-hmm. that's an okay. Everybody goes, oh yeah, he does that. That's Bob. Bob does dowsing. But yet mm-hmm. the idea of talking to either dead people or locating somebody in a quantum area that's different from here, remote in a sense, is weird to people. Mm-hmm. I can't form that into a question. I think what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> the da- the remote viewer, the regular old school remote viewers are a wonky crowd, but they've been doing it for a really long time. Well, this is a good example of Newtonian physics versus quantum physics. Newtonian physics basically says that's not possible. It's not possible to see what somebody's doing on the other side of the world, especially somebody you don't know or can't find something like that because in Newtonian physics, everything is separate and there's no consciousness and things like that. Now, in quantum physics, it's called non-local mind. And just to simplify it, to put it in lay terms, non-local mind means that our consciousness is not just focused in our brain. It's not focused in our brain. It's expansive. It's beyond. It's non-local. It's not localized in our bodies, in our minds, in our brains. It's way beyond that, which is why people can do things like that. Um, matter of fact, Richard, we've all experienced it. I'm sure people have thought of somebody and then that person calls. Like, ah, that, you know, you can say that's uh, psychic, that's predictive, um, telepathic, or you can, and you can also say it's non-local mind. Your mind affected, connected, or thought about that person, that person picked it up. Um, I've been able to, not that this is my favorite thing to do, find missing people by using, because I know, not by using it, by knowing that non-local mind is true for all of us. We expand our consciousness out. I like to use this example. I haven't heard anyone use this example, but watch, Richard. Um, we think, if you, ter- if you think in terms of like television or your computer, we think we're the device. That's Newtonian physics. I'm the TV. I'm the device. I'm the body. In reality, what we are is Netflix. Netflix is a huge <laughs> organization that broadcasts everywhere into multiple devices, and you can change the channel, you can change the show, you can do whatever. We're more like we're more like Netflix. We create original programming and we broadcast it, and then we we focus it in multiple devices. <laughs> in multiple times, locations, eras. Um, so I thought that was, if people understand technology, we're more like Netflix. We're not a TV set. I like it. I will be using that and I will quote you. We're more like <laughs> Netflix. That's a great opening line. That's really good. Well, right. That's, and that's, new, that's um, quantum physics more. It's like we, we create the content and we broadcast it. And then we focus it in different devices, and then each one of those devices, within each one of those devices, we have the experience. <laughs> I'm still hung up at we're more like Netflix. That's so perfect. I can now use that with people because it's true. We really are much more like Netflix. I'm not the t- mm-hmm. I've never thought I was the computer or I was the TV. I've always thought I was Netflix, but not. I didn't yeah, know that well, till now, but that's really how I think. <laughs> Where are we going now? Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Our souls are huge. They're massive. They're eternal. They're not you couldn't you couldn't cram our soul in a one tiny little body in one tiny tiny little lifetime. It's, it's huge. It's expansive. We're part of this cosmic universal God force source being. We're we're part of it and we're having multiple experiences simultaneously everywhere in time. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah. And, and people don't know that. So that's a major difference between quantum physics and Newtonian physics. That's thinking right there. That's great. That's, that's really wonderful. Um, we, this is more of an observation and 
I'll just say it and then we can talk about it. So time, I felt this way for a long time. This is why I'm Netflix. Time is really <laughs> just an agreement. It's yep. not really a thing. It's just an agreement. Is there more there? Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's just an agreement. We agree that one o'clock is one o'clock. That's it. Absolutely. So we can ha- actually have that experience. And I mean, I uncover this all the time. My sister lives in Europe. <laughs> so it's like if I say, okay, let's talk at nine. She's like, wait, what time is that for me? <laughs> it's not even the same time for her. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we've made it up. It's a construct. It's a um, something that we can use. Except calls it a gentleman's agreement, if you like, so that we can go, oh, yeah, I'll meet you at 1 o'clock on the corner uh, by, that, by the restaurant. Okay, I know exactly what to do. Otherwise, otherwise uh, we sort of are all over the place, right? We, we <laughs> yeah. use it as a linear experience. We use it, you know what? Here's a good example. Here's a really good example. If you wanted to watch a movie and you want the full experience of a movie – and, so, and I handed you this huge reel of the entire movie, the whole thing right there. It's on the reel here. Here's the movie. You'd go, Whoa. <laughs> wait, I want to experience. This is not how I want to see this movie. What we do is we put it through a projector and run it through one frame at a time. Even though those frames are moving really fast, it's still going through the projector one frame at a time. That's kind of how time works so that we can experience the movie linearly, sequentially, so we can have that experience, right? That's a good example. And in reality, all of time is right there in the whole film, right there on the reel simultaneously. And by the way, Einstein talked about that. That's why he said, just because you haven't arrived at a certain lake doesn't mean that lake didn't exist before you ever got there. So it's still, it's already there happening right there simultaneously as we speak, but you haven't encountered it yet because you're taking time linearly, sequentially to get there. Hmm. And yet he thought quantum physics was spooky. <laughs> that's an interesting. He, he, that's so interesting. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like the concepts. The quant, the, and he came up with a lot of information. So it was like, no, 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 no. This can't be possible. So um, it, he, he, he didn't like where quantum physics was going, but the rest of them went, yeah, okay, we'll take it from here. <laughs> and expanded it. Yeah. He blew his own mind. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, and... you know, it's funny because I find the rest of us right. are doing that too, at least for me. We only go so far and go, oh, okay, that's as far as I can go. Oh, okay, I'm comfortable right here. Well, yeah, but there's more. Yeah, but I, I can't grasp that. So I think I'll just stop right here. I find myself doing that. I go, well, now this is real. I've experienced it. I've done it myself. I know how to talk to people on the other side. I know how to manifest with thought. Thoughts are things. Um, it, it's like, and then I go, okay, I did it. I did it. I did it. Then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, put the brakes on. Maybe I just want to experience being here now. Have you ever, not to change the subject, but have you ever seen the mentalist Lior, Lior Suchard? The name is really familiar. I'm bad with names, there but I think go. so. Oh, yeah. he's amazing. Go on YouTube and just, I, I sometimes, that's the only thing I binge watch is him. He's a mentalist. He minds. He bends spoons. He moves objects from a distance. He uses chi. He uses energy. I mean, he's freaking reading minds. And of course, he goes, "Well, no, I read body language." So like, no, sorry, the stuff he's doing that is, you know, he'll he'll say things like um, to somebody, "Okay, think of your very first kiss. Very first kiss. How old were you? Six. Okay, your very first. I mean, you know, I'm puppy love kiss, not parent kiss. Right. Yeah. And he goes, "Okay, now." Close your eyes and or just think of that person's name. Think of that person's name, right? And then he says the name. It's like, and the names are not like, it, it's like, okay, Elton. Elton, wait, Elton. It's like you did not get that from body language. He's reading minds. So he says, he's actually started to say that we broadcast our thoughts. We broadcast them and he picks them up. It's so fun to see somebody actually demonstrate what's possible. Yeah. This makes me jump. See, it is because we're talking. It's about the quantum field. To in the Wayback Machine, when you were brought up on stage before you were doing any of this, you were brought up on stage by somebody who said you can do this, 
And I think... It wasn't actually a stage. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a stage. Just to be clear, it was a big room, so I was in front of the group, but I was not up on a stage. <laughs> okay, excuse me. But you were brought before the room, and I think the re- what made me think about this was because he, the like this person you just mentioned saw something bright and shiny in you he saw your future potential or future self or I don't know what you know some blip in the quantum field that you were mm-hmm. who you are now who you are today because there was a point at which mm-hmm. you there in your, before all this tell us a little bit about that story it just it had lit up because you just talked about this guy who sees and reads people's minds he saw on you and went oh come over here let me show you how you know how to do this <laughs> okay well just so people know my background um i started out i graduated from a christian college by the way and i started out working with autistic kids learning disabled kids kids you know that, that were having challenges um after five years of doing that i got burnt out then i started working in the rock and roll business and the theater business and i was running a big professional theater not a movie theater big you know we brought in broadway shows and all that bit i was running that uh i went to hear a psychic slash shaman speak that night with a friend she goes no nah, yeah come over here. you gotta see this guy it's like all right all right so i walked in and he looked at me and he said you up here you know how to do this and i went what 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 do you ta- what i just came what <laughs> it's like i had no idea i didn't know what I'd never experienced psychic or anything like that. So he pulled me out in front of the room and he said, okay, I want you to tell people what you're seeing or getting or picking up about them. So he basically threw me in the water and I was shocked, Richard, that I actually saw specific things about people. Like I knew one woman was pregnant. She didn't even know she was pregnant. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I actually saw the spirit of a little girl standing next to her. So the woman ended up going to the doctor, found out she was pregnant, and she did end up having a little girl. I saw another woman, I uh, kept seeing this old, beat-up, funky, really old 50s or something green car. I mean, a weird, light, faded green color. And I started describing it to her, and I go, oh, I felt really uncomfortable. And she goes, oh, my gosh, that's the car that I drove here in my, which, of course, it was night when I got there. I didn't see any cars. It was black out. Um she said, that was my neighbor's car that I drove here. And because I couldn't get mine started, he let me use his car. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. So I was getting very specific information about people. So and when the shaman pulled me out in front of the group um, and I went, what, what, what? And he said, look, you've been asking to go to the next level. This is it. And it, how did you know I was doing Because I'm one of those people. I'm Sagittarius, whatever. I always want to push the boundaries. I want to know what I'm capable of doing. I want to know it's real. I want to know who we really are. I wanted to know the meaning of life, all of those big questions. So I've always been one of those people um, that have gone, okay, let's go. Okay, let's do it. Let me see. All right, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Um, Other than, you know, even jumping out of airplanes, I, you know, I went skydiving. Okay, cool. Let's see what that feels like. The only thing I don't want to do is like be trapped in a submarine underwater. There's something about underwater I'm not big on, but the rest of it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So that's what I did. <laughs> and and here we are, just say, years later. Um, it's <laughs> it's an amazing idea. And, and like I said, that really lit up when you were talking about the, the gentleman who's you know, just seeing, you know, reading people's minds, which is just uh-huh. something that happens. I've been around those people. Well, I mean, I've, I've sat and watched TV with Rob Rob. And that's always a trip yeah. to have him, like, you know, go, Bazinga, that's a lie. He's totally not seeing that. I can tell you, you know, it's a, that's yeah, a whole yeah. other story. Well, and you know, know, Richard, we all, we all have this ability. If any one of us has an ability like this, that means we're all capable of it. That's why I've got, you know, on my website, AuraColors.com, that's a plug. I just want people to have resources. AuraColors.com, A-U-R-A Colors.com. I have free quiz there people can discover their aura colors i've got courses in there teaching people how to develop each one of these natural abilities and i honestly believe this is where the consciousness is going more and more people are starting to feel their loved ones on the other side they're starting to have these synchronistic experiences 
They're starting to pick up on things that, you know, realize things they didn't even know they knew. So the consciousness is shifting in that direction. We're evolving. And I really believe that's what we're evolving to. So if people are interested in that, I've got video course. I've got an uh, audio course if they prefer that, although I think the video one is better, Um, you know, more because you can see it. I teach people how to do everything, spending spoons, psychic, talking to the other side, listening to your own intuition. I I teach all of that in my courses because, one, I don't know about you, but I'm really bored with the way things are happening on this planet. It's just back and forth and arguing and fighting, and this person's right, and this is the bad guy, this is the good guy, this is the good guy, now this is the bad guy. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so over that level of thinking. So I've created all these programs and resources So for people, especially if they're listening to your show, they're, um, and I'm not putting anybody else down, but they're probably much more advanced and more open-minded and more wanting to know bigger answers. So I've created all those resources and my books and everything to help people expand, advance, and evolve. And do you think as we take these tools and add them into our own lives and begin to see demonstrations of confirmation for our own mind, each of our own minds. Do you think if enough of us get together and hold hands on the quantum field, we can raise ourselves out of this, whatever this is? I feel like I've fallen into a weird quark of a quantum field. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the same as, I feel the same way as you do. As I, I am so bored with what is the goings on the mm-hmm. contention and all that. I want to go to the, let's make a better planet. Let's actually be in relationship with the earth. Let's let the butterflies and bees be happy and healthy. And let's all understand we're one large system. We can't be, we're not superior beings just because we can make a knife or a gun. It's We are all in relationship in every way. <laughs> All right, good. Now we're going to go to, we're going to leap quantumly to this subject then, since you're asking about that. Richard, you and I have discussed before parallel universes, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's the equivalent, hold on. That's the equivalent of multiple channels on your TV or your multiple web things on your computer or on your phone, whatever. Um, but let's stick with TV right now. We know if we're watching something we don't like, we change the channel, Right. On our TV. So quantum physics has evidence that parallel universes are a real thing. So um, just like when they discovered aerodynamics and they was like, oh, aerodynamics, that means we actually can fly. So they created airplanes, right? When, they've, when quantum physicists have discovered that parallel universes are a real thing, I went, okay, that means we should be able to use those then. Um, if they're a proven thing, which they are, and I've done it. And all you have to do is basically how we change the channel on a TV is we change the frequency, right? Or the radio station or website. You just change the frequency instead of on 99.9. Now you change it to 107 or whatever it is, right? We change the frequency. So when you said, can can we all just quantumly hold hands and change all of this? I want to say, Richard, where already have? There are <laughs> multiple channels, multiple stories, multiple parallel universes going on simultaneously. And so he wants to go, Richard, what the heck are you doing in the one where you don't see that happening? (laughs) We're creators. You're aligning with the ones like, oh, the government and the stupid people and the guns and the what's up. It's like, what are you doing in that universe? If you don't like that one, all you have to do is change your thoughts, your beliefs, and people go, come on, it's not that easy. We're doing it with our technology. We know it's easy to change the channel. What we don't realize is we can change the channel of our lives. I've proven it. I've seen it before. Now, if if we're not doing that, people go, well, but, but okay, I want to change it. The reason you don't find yourself in that parallel universe is one, you don't believe in it. You don't believe it's true. We believe there's only one universe, one experience, one reality. So we've limited it. It's like telling somebody, go change the channel. What are you talking about? I only have ABC. That's it. That's all that's on my, that's not, there's no other channels. That's not possible. So you either don't change the channel because you don't believe other options exist. Or number two, you're actually getting something out of the the movie you're in now, the channel. You're like, 
uh, absorbed in it or learning something from it or finding the emotions interesting or because that's the whole reason we're here is for the experience. So we either choose it consciously, which is what I want to do now, Richard. I My whole focus is becoming conscious, a conscious creator, not just a blind creator that that like, oh, I, I ended up by default in some place. I go, how did I end up here again? Oh, you want the experience? No, I just I just forgot. Is this making sense? Yes. <laughs> yep. We have creative. Yeah. Um, I don't want to use the word control. We have the ability to create whatever life, whatever movie we want to be in. But we haven't been trained to believe that's possible. Well, look at people way back when they left anywhere. The 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 earl the worst yeah right Earth world is flat. We're limited. We're limited. No, it's round. You're not limited. Well, there's only one country, one continent. No, there's more. There's only one planet. No, there's more. <laughs> so we limit ourselves based on what we've what we believe about the nature of reality, which is why you and I both like the Seth books. There's even a book Mm -hmm. called The Nature of Reality. It's like, oh, it's way more expansive, way more fun, way more interesting. And we are the writers, creators, producers, and actors of our own movies. Now, do we forget that sometimes? Yeah. And you know why? Because one, out of habit. And two, sometimes I think it's like going to a movie you don't want somebody going, you know, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's like, shut up. I want to experience the movie. I want to have the feelings. I want to get caught up in it. Yeah, but it's a war movie. I know, but I came here, but but it's a horror movie. I know I like horror movies. Oh, but it's a, it's a comedy. I know I like comedies. (laughs) We just think we're victims of it instead of creators of it. And that's what's starting to shift, Richard. I love that idea. And I, and I will add that I'm a fan of movies, and I'm the person who I actually want to sit in the darkened room and watch the flickering images because I like that effect. And it doesn't mean I want to hold up. I used to be a projectionist. I don't want to hold the reel up to my head and go, okay, I've seen this. I don't need to watch it now. No, yeah. I want to watch it. <laughs> I choose yeah. to watch it because I enjoy that experience. I love that input, yeah. and it's a variety of things. I'm not all about any particular kind of genre. I like watching a broad spectrum of things in film. So it's it's just that, you know, receptive. Well, because and- really, I mean, truly, truly the, the reality of watching a movie, and I mean movie in the sense of projected film, is that those are single images flashing on the screen at about 24 frames per second. The reason that it works is because our brain has something called persistence of vision. So that Mm -hmm. we see an image and then the next image and the next image, and so it makes a flow looking as if that's motion. But those are still images. We're watching series of still images, and it's our brain that glues them all together to make the movie flow. I like that. I find it very soothing. (laughs) <laughs> now, now to bring the analogy even further, watch this, um, Newtonian physics versus quantum physics. Newtonian physics, if you're watching it with that mindset, you see people on the screen when you're watching a movie. Those are people. Those are real people. No, they're not. In quantum physics, basically, and this is reality, what you're seeing are tiny little lights blinking off and on. <laughs> those aren't even real people. They're just tiny little lights blinking off and on. And the same thing you said, our mind puts it together and thinks that it's just a, a straight image, and not only that, a real person. It's not. <laughs> There's a famous black and white film in the days of silent movies before people really, before movies were actually a thing in the world. And one of the very early movies was called The Train Robber. And there was a point at which, the, so the audience is in the darkened room, and the, they're actually hand cranking the projectors. And there's a scene in the movie where there, it's a train robbery, and at some point the, there's a scene where the guy with the classic ugly handlebar mustache turns and points this gun at the audience, and the audience freaks mm-hmm. out. This is a real thing. I'm not making this up. This is an actual mm-hmm. thing. No, I, I know. Study film. And it freaked everybody out because, like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot us. They hadn't gotten the mindset of the difference between real, reality, air quotes, reality, of somebody actually pointing a gun at you versus that blinking light pointing gun at you. 
And it was yeah. a, a fascinating yeah. moment of like, oh, wow. And now, because the movies we see now, if you took that back 100 years to show that to people, people would be like freaking out, like, what? We're blowing up worlds and there's things coming from other, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, an yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. Well, and then get this, in quantum physics, it's basically, they're saying there's no such thing as solid matter. And so our light, our bodies are basically, and everything we see, all the matter, all the quote-unquote solid things, are just particles blinking into light and then going back, back into the quantum field again. They blink into particles of light, then they go back into the quantum field. So basically, we're just kind of, our, our consciousness is making up a movie, making it appear three-dimensional real. It's still about persistence of vision <laughs> in yep. a certain way. We just agree... <laughs> yep. I'm seeing this. I'm looking at uh, my mixer board and I'm seeing that and I'm believing that's there because it's easier to believe that than think, oh, that's just blinking on and off. That'd be too much to think, <laughs> maybe. Right, right. But yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and we're doing it. We want the experience. We want the experience. We want the experience. Yeah. So it's like, don't just tell me it's blinking lights. I want to, I want to walk on the beach. I want to eat ice cream. I want to kiss someone. I want to have that experience. I want to hug. I want to do all that. Don't just tell me it's blinking light. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Enjoy the movie. Yeah. But at some <laughs> yeah. point, at some point, because quantum physics is showing that it's energy and consciousness, my goal is to be, like I said, a conscious creator so that I don't create things that bore me or that make me unhappy. I just, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you're in, you're in charge of this. Yeah, but it doesn't look that way. Well, I I'm, I want to, my focus is to become a real conscious creator because it's not like we want to become creators. We're already that. We just don't know that. So I, I feel like that's why they use the term Richard waking up. And I, that's different than woke. I'm woke. No, we're waking up. We're, we're realizing we're starting to turn in our sleep and realize that we're more, that we're creating all this. So that it becomes more fun. So it becomes more fun. And, you know, I talk about this. I, there are different ways we can wake up. Some people set an alarm clock. Ah, I don't like that. <laughs> it's very disturbing, but we can do that. We can set an alarm clock out there and shock ourselves awake, like what, what we just did with COVID. It's like, bam, that was a major, like, wake-up call. It was meant, by the way, the purpose of COVID was to get us to stop, go inside, reevaluate who we are, connect with our own hearts and souls to realize, am I happy with my life? Am I doing what I want to do? I'm amazed, Richard, how many of my clients are contacting me now and going, you know, know, now that I haven't been at that job, I don't like my job. I don't want to go back to that job. It was stressing me out. I want to do what my heart and soul is calling me to do now. That was the purpose of COVID, to get us to stop. So that's one way to wake up. We can do major wake-up calls like that, or our bodies can wake us up. They're like, oh, it's time to get up because I need to go use the facilities, you know, or, oh, my, my, my back hurts. I'm in bed in bed. To, you know, we can use our bodies as a wake-up call, which a lot of people do. Anytime mm-hmm. you've got something going on with your body, it's your body's way. It's your soul's way of going, something's wrong, pay attention. And then, or we can just wake up. I never set alarm clocks. I always know it's time to wake up. And that, I just want it to be an easy transition where you wake up and go, oh, I'm more awake now. I'm awake now because it was time to wake up. (laughs) I still must be stuck in some of the Newtonian thinking because I set alarm clocks, but I always Mm -hmm. wake up right before them and turn them off. They never go off because I always wake up right before they're going to go off and go, no, I don't want to hear that. I hate that sound. So I always just wake up moments before. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, Richard, so so you just you you don't totally trust that you're going to wake up on your own. So just as a backup, as a precaution, oh, but look, you did it anyway. You did wake up. So I wonder if you're going to be one of those people that wait until it looks like we're really going to be on the eve of destruction, and then you wake up. I don't know. I think that sounds like another session. I may have to lay down on the couch for that one. I can't tell. It's a funny habit. I mean, I laugh at myself when I do it because I set the alarm clock, and but I wake up a few minutes before every day before the alarm clock because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, there's your there's a theme for you right there. Don't yeah, thank you. Because I right. don't want to hear this. <laughs> oh boy. All right. No, we don't have enough time for this. Fun no, no. Terms. <laughs> we're, Not we're boring. fun beings, aren't we? <laughs> Never boring. Never boring, that's for sure. 
Richard, the How do truth we... is we're very, we're very adventurous and curious beings. We love the adventure. We love creating. We love understanding. We love expanding. We love knowing. So we've been doing that. We're, we do that throughout time and, and, and space and time and energies. We've done that eternally and we'll continue to do it eternally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a driving force for me, learning, knowing, researching, figuring out, talking to great people like you. That's it for me. I mean, that really is, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful lifestyle. I like mm-hmm. it. Not um, everyone's I'm gonna, choosing that. <laughs> no, no, not everybody chooses that. It's more, you know, it may be a little too much more adventure. I'm not quite to where I want to jump out of a plane. I'm still kind of in the category <laughs> of like, why would I want to jump out of a perfectly good vehicle? I don't quite get the... You know, I could drive fast, I've raced cars, I can do that. But jumping out of planes, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I went tandem. I didn't want to have to go through all the trouble of learning it, although my guy made me pull the, you know, watch the altimeter and pull the ripcord anyway. So I did it for the experience. Same reason I'm doing everything else. (laughs) Yeah, okay. For the experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to jump ever so slightly to premonition, a a combo question of premonition and can we avoid major events and I would have to add to that and or why do we choose major events all as one big wad okay so it's basically what we've just been talking about Um, can we avoid certain events we have choice we have free will and there are multiple infinite number of parallel universes so yes according to physicists quantum physicists they said there's a there's a universe or a world where um, the Germans won World War II, and we're all speaking German. There's another one where Bay of Pigs didn't go so well, and the planet blew up, right? Or we had nuclear holocaust, whatever. So all of those exist. So you're in this one now. Premonitions, yes. If you're because you're choosing to be in a particular experience right now, world, universe, whatever you want to call it. If you have a premonition, your soul's going, oh, I remember what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, this is what's coming. If I stay in this universe, this is what's ahead, which is why, by the way, I can, when I do psychic readings, I can tell a person based on your current beliefs and the current path you're on right now, this is where you're headed. This is what's ahead for you. And I've had so many people come back five years later and go, you know what? You told me I was going to blah, blah, blah. And I didn't believe anything and blah, blah, blah. Or my daughter was going to move to Arizona. My daughter's not moving to Arizona, blah, blah, blah. And they come back years later and go, oh, my gosh, everything you said was going to happen, happened. But they didn't even know it. But I could see it as pulling myself out of time and looking ahead, like almost like being in a helicopter above the city and going, if you stay on that path, there's a, there's an accident ahead. You're going to hit a roadblock, you know? So if you turn right and go over a few blocks, you won't hit the, you know, you won't hit the traffic jam. So, but people have free will. So I tell them, look on the path you're on right now, for example, you're headed for a divorce and deep inside people usually know that it's not usually a surprise. And I go, now, if you do this, this, and this, and this, you, you won't be on that path anymore. You'll change your life. You'll change the outcome. So premonitions, yes, you can sense what's coming. If you don't like that, you can change it. We have free will. We're creators. You can change it. Most people just, you understand we've lived in victim consciousness. We're still surrounded by victim consciousness. Those guys did it. We blame everybody else and everything else. I don't care if it's the government, uh, the, the other religious sects, the other, the other skin colors. We still blame other people. And we start realizing we're the creators. Then it's kind of like, no, man, I have no one else to blame. <laughs> I'm doing it. And sometimes, and, and I go, okay, when people are in it, either if you don't like it, change your beliefs so you shift it. Or number two, if you're in it right now, go for the experience. Get the juice out of it. Get the emotions. Get the feelings until you're over it, and then change. Mic drop. <laughs> there you go. Get over it and move along here. Um, yeah, I page. like all turn that. Turn the page. Turn the page. <laughs> um, I know that you have – I can't believe we're, we're closing in, but we're going to probably go over a couple of minutes. I'll just tell you now. Um <laughs> I know you're going to uh, – you're taking part of uh, an event with the International Association for Near-Death Experience. Mm-hmm. And 
we don't have enough time to get in, really dive into the death experience. But I want to ask, speaking of choice points, is there some people have difficult dying experiences. And I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about accidents necessarily or something like that. I've been with people, well, when my mother died, I was with her. And she chose to be in a hospital by choice. And she had an illness that had her there. And at some point, she surrendered to it. And I was with her when she died. And Mm -hmm. she went as quietly as possible. And Mm -hmm. that was her choice. And I helped her with that choice. Now, I didn't do anything. I don't mean this is assisted death. This is she was dying. And she went quietly. And I felt other people that she had known that I grew up with in the room at the time of her death. And mm-hmm. she just went, you know, they came to help her. Like, over here, Mame. The bar's open. Come on. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. that. was it. It was just like that. And how do we, as a society or as a something, how, how do we get to more of that kind of experience rather than thrashing to the last moment? Because even with some of the NDE, the near-death experience people that I've been around and talked with, they were going through something. And then perhaps uh, one guy, Melon Thomas, who came to the point of death, you know, he was dying in a hospice and he got to the point of seeing the light. And he went, wait a minute, I have questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he literally stopped the event mere near in in the middle of his death and it became an nde instead and he came back because mm-hmm. he was like oh well, i'm not done i have more to do <laughs> mm-hmm. and how do how do we get people to or how do people change their choice of dying um awareness and okay. i'm going to say again uh, just awareness that you have a choice to do it differently and again i'm going to say that we don't know why people have chosen their certain movies. And so to judge how somebody's leaving, maybe they wanted the experience that way. Maybe their soul wanted the experience. Sometimes our egos are like, no clue. But I trust those souls know what they're doing. So awareness, listening to your soul, getting connected with the higher consciousness can probably make the, the process easier and less resistant. Um, or even non-existent. Maybe we don't really have to die. Um, but remember, there are people that choose different movies to have their experiences. Like, uh, it's beyond me why people choose to go to horror movies. But I have friends that love horror movies, or they love action and adventure, or they love dramas. I don't even want to see a drama. It's just not my thing, you know. I get enough of that in my, in my work, work life, you know. So, but it's not – and those people love that. So it's kind of challenging to judge um, if somebody is resisting out of fear, then yes, are there ways to help? Yes, again, becoming more aware, calming down, listening to our souls, listening to do we need to resist and go into fear or can we relax and know that there's more on the other side now? There's more. We're going into a new chapter. We're going into a new frequency. Yeah, we can become more educated, more aware, and listen inside. And for those that that's not what they're here on the planet to do this lifetime, like I trust their souls are doing whatever dramatic or scary exit they're choosing. And by the way, this is not meaning I don't have compassion. I absolutely have compassion, total compassion. Um, and I trust people's souls know exactly what they're doing and what they want to do experience. Um, and we've probably all experienced uh, other lives where we had traumatic exits where we go, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you understand, right? It's all choice. Yes. But the key word is yeah. awareness, becoming aware. And it has always seemed to me, having been with a number of animals that have died, it seems like mm-hmm. animals have a different relationship to death than we do. Yeah. Am I, am I correct on that? Body. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I've seen animals yeah. are not as attached to their bodies. They seem to already be aware. Um, I've seen some pets struggle to leave because they feel bad their their owner their 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 human partner doesn't want them to go i've seen animals consciously purposely stay longer because their owner is so afraid um and other times they're just like mom i'm done <laughs> next and they leave so on, on certain levels on certain levels animals 
are probably way more intuitive and instinctual and know then they don't have the same stories going on that humans do. <laughs> yeah. My Labrador didn't have any stories. Are we eating? Are we playing? Are we running? Are we walking? What are we doing? Are we doing something? I'm taking yeah. a nap. Get back to me. Yeah. Life is yeah, good. Exactly. I like the dog life. I very much like the dog life. It's sort of, you know, like I'm looking out the window, I'm barking, I'm napping. I'm going to go outside and lay in the sun. <laughs> are we eating yet? Yeah. Well, you probably, you've probably done some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Very much. I was very yep. fond of the, are you going to finish that? You know, that's sort of the dog thing. The dog would always look at me like, really, you're going to finish that? No, give that to me. We had great rapport. Oh, that's, that's cute. It's a very much, it's a very much in the moment. There's not a lot of like, I might have to do that later. There's like, I'm here now. What are we doing? And I, I like that approach. I, I have had dog mm-hmm. lives, evidently, because it feels so like, it makes my tail wag. Like, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And why not? Yeah, consciousness can take any form. Our souls can take any form. We can be trees. If we want, Seth talks about that. You know, we can be trees just to have the experience. We can be on, a, a lot of people now are, are, are having thoughts or remembering, they're remembering having lives on other planets. Okay, so that's cool. <laughs> Why not? It's just like saying having a life in a different country or a different era. Like okay, different planet, different solar system, non non some lives where we're not even physical. Cool consciousness. What else are we gonna do? Sit over there and play harps? You know, Yeesh. like we're creative no. beings. No, no. <laughs> we we like to create and have experiences. Yeah, I have somebody in chat asking an interesting question. They're they're asking how are animal souls different than human souls? Um, um. Okay, so if you're talking about currently embodying it, all souls are consciousness, all souls. So it's very expansive. It's, it's way bigger than what we've been trained to think. If an animal is experiencing a portion of its soul as an animal, then, then they get to do, then they get to think like an animal, just like what you described with your dog. But is the soul on the other side just as expansive as, quote-unquote, human souls or non-human souls or the souls of plants? Yeah, it's still all expansive consciousness. Expansive consciousness. Yeah. That's, that's, our souls can take any form they want. So, you're, you know, the animal soul at some point might have chosen to be a, a plant or a, a fish or an, a, a human or you know, it's all choice. And these are my experiences, and this is what I've learned from beings on the other side, from guides, from higher consciousness, from reading, as far as I'm concerned, a master energy as from like Seth. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, guy, we're so much bigger. Does that make sense? And again, you guys, what I'm sharing are my experiences, my beliefs, my reason for being here, my intentions. This is all coming from my perspective. I always want people to listen to their own intuition, their own souls, because I don't want to take someone's experience away from them. My goal is to basically help people feel happier and freer instead of locked in a limited little box going, this is all I am and this is my only choices. It's like, well, let's open up the lid of the box and go, look, look at all the other possibilities out here. Not trying to get people to think the way I do or believe what I do. Heck no, you get to write your own movie. But there are options. That's what I'm showing people. Mm-hmm. There could be a time when I've chosen to sit by a beautiful lake and be a redwood tree. I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's very peaceful. Yeah. Have my roots in the earth. there's no time. Right, since there's <laughs> since no time. There's no time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not checking. Yeah. I'm not late for lunch. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, all right, I'm sorry to say we have to stop. I don't want to. We could do this for a really long time. And time is just an agreement. Time is still just an agreement. It could still be nine o'clock for all I know. Um, (laughs) At least here. (laughs) At least here, right. Um, Where would you like people to find out more about you and your work and your books? Um, So auracolors.com, A-U-R-A colors, C-O-L-O-R-S.com. And, yes, I am speaking Wednesday. I don't know if people are going to be listening to this right now or later. But Wednesday, the 9th of June, at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 
<clears throat> I am speaking at IAN's Santa Barbara online at their, on their Facebook page. So it's I-A-N-D-S, just like hands, but with an I at their Facebook page, Santa Barbara. So people can hear more about what I've learned from those on the other side. So, yeah, AuraColors.com, everything's there, my contact info, readings, free AuraColor quiz, all my courses, tons of writings, different things about the AuraColors. It's all on my website. I really do recommend going to AuraColors.com and taking the colors test just to see how you are, expand your view of, oh, that's really helpful. That's what I'm always looking for. I'm like, oh, that's why I'm that way. Yeah, yay, thank you. Um, it, it's a really great guide just to check in and run your colors occasionally and go, oh, I'm a yellow. That's it. I get it. That's very helpful. <laughs> yeah, people's, people's aura colors reveal what the theme is they've chosen for this lifetime, their personality, careers, relationship, health. It, it's, all, it's all revealed in their main aura colors. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. I'm stopping before I ask you another question. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, Richard. It's always fun to just kind of just expand the consciousness and reach way out there, and then people get to contract or choose to go whatever path they want. But thanks for playing at this level. It's always Thank nice you. to be able to have this type of discussion. Great. Thank you so much. And everybody else, have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>